You're listening to the Untaming Podcast. Three Wilds, the Child. An anthropological, biological, cross-cultural, evolutionary, and physiological approach to childhood from preconception to adulthood. The baby is crying, and so the mother picks up the, the infant and soothes it. Finds out why is it crying? Is it wet? Is it hungry? Is it lonely? Is it cold? You know, what's going on? And she soothes it. She strokes it. She calms the infant. She allows her nervous system to touch and her skin to touch that of the baby. And she trains the nervous system of the baby to calm down through her own calmness. That repeated over and over again, the child begins to internalize that and then begins to learn to develop self-soothing structures in the brain, in the self, and begins to calm itself when the mother isn't there over time. But most babies don't get enough of this. And what he found was that Western parents, the weird or the European ancestry people, really parent very, very strangely. And there's actually about 50 things that we do um, that you just can't find really anywhere else in the world. And you can't find them throughout history either. So actually in Europe and other, you know, in the America and New Zealand and Australia, these these practices weren't around like 150 years ago. They're very new um, and they're very strange. Once you kind of step away from this Western culture, you start to see how weird and crazy it all is. But having my medical background helped me to realize that medicine doesn't know it all. And there are limitations to what medicine can. And often people overestimate the possibilities of medicine. They think they can do everything. They can save every life. And they, they just know what to do in every situation. And in the hospital, I saw that it's not like this. Often they don't know what to do. Often they do things that... Uh, produce worse outcomes and of course they don't tell the patients but I saw it with my eyes and so I, I knew there are really limitations to medicine and um, I have to choose wisely when I use medicine and when I don't and especially in something like birth which is a natural process and doesn't necessarily need medicine it's wise to not intervene with all the methods that um, medicine comes up with. Like you're getting more chlorine in a shower than drinking a glass of tap water with chlorine because our bodies don't have that transdermally we absorb quite easily. And when we're drinking or eating, we of course absorb, but there's more filtering systems like the, the kidneys, the liver, the digestive enzymes and all of that stuff. Somehow inside of me, I had given the birth over to, to the midwives because I thought, here the experts are, they're going to they're gonna do everything to uh, that I can have the baby. <laughs> so, somehow. 
But when I, after these hours, uh, when I figured out that the midwives don't know what to do either, I was like, okay, I have to give birth to this baby or somebody else is going to cut it out of me. And that's not what I want. So I, I focused back on myself and what my body was telling me and on me instead of the midwives. And, um, I moved the way that I felt my body was saying I should do. And yeah, in the end, the midwife that I had originally hired, she also came. And yeah, finally, we had a baby. If you're able to sunbathe naked, it's very good to put those body parts that don't see the sunshine too much in the sun. There's some old Italian saying that the doctor goes where the sun doesn't. <laughs> and our breasts can use some sunshine too. And what happens, and they've shown this in laboratory studies, is that if the mom shoes the child away enough and says, go play, you know, I got to finish this, I don't have time, go watch TV, hands the child a screen. What happens is over time, that erodes the child's desire to help. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So it's the last few hours of sleep where the most cleansing happens. So we want to make sure we get a good night's sleep each and every night. A single night of even like reduced sleep, like four hours of sleep, there are measurable um, reductions on cognition in when we do cognitive testing with people. One night of not enough sleep. To hear more, subscribe for free on the podcast app on your smartphone. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and all of your favorite podcast platforms. 